You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 60s Reboot Podcast. It's a new year, a new season, and a new show. So to start off our new season of 2021, we're talking about the new TV series WandaVision. I had help this time with some friends of mine over at the Grolix Podcast. They have a weekly live show on Thursday nights at around 8.30 on Facebook. Go check them out, because that's where I invaded their show last week, where we talked about the series WandaVision and its ties to the classic 60s television shows. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the 60s Reboot Podcast. I mean, somebody's forcing their way into the studios, and they're taking... They're, they're taking control. Oh, what you, who's who's doing this to you, Randall? Who's doing this to you, Randall? Oh, my God. This is going to sound like nonsense on audio. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome to the 60s Reboot Podcast. I'm your host, Matt D. And today we're talking with the Grolix Group. Those wonderful guys and gals at the Grolix Podcast are here with me today to talk about the awesomest 60s reboot television show that's out today. That's right, WandaVision. It kind of feels like a, a reboot of all 60s TV. <laughs> yeah. Yes, really it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because it is it it was shot using the old style. I mean, they were shot in front of a live studio audience. It was shot in black and white, and they used like old cameras. It's it's an ode. The entire Wanda, Wanda television series this is an old to old time television. Hi, sixties reboot audience. I'm Randy from Grolix Podcast, <laughs> and I'm joined by Jesse and Melanie too. Hi, here we are. <laughs> okay, Matt, what are, what are we talking about today? We're talking about some. We're talking about I Love Lucy. What are we talking about? We are talking about WandaVision. Specifically, episodes one and two, because I have a feeling yes. the episode that will be out by the time anybody hears this in audio form, I, I feel like they're are they going to leave the sixties? I feel like they are. Yeah, I feel like they kind of did at the end of the second. That's episode. yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, but are they actually leaving the sixties, or they're just leaving the black and white? Because it's it can still be, you know. I think I think the premise of the show is. Mm-hmm. Every episode is a different era of television. So whereas one was kind of like late 50s, early 60s, two was clearly 60s. I mean, they ripped off. I'm sorry. They did an homage to Bewitched, mm-hmm. which got me thinking why I wanted to do this show with you guys, because Randall was a huge Bewitched I, fan. And I did enjoy I did enjoy that stuff. That actually did mm-hmm. kind of get me excited watching it. I was like, OK, OK. And it's then... Uh, and then they said that the next episode is supposed to be in the seventies, according to the uh, IMDb mm. website. Uh, they even had a, a like a little still of like uh, Paul uh, Vision with like long, relatively long hair, like you know, Starsky and Hutch kind of look. I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Mm. I wonder so. how Savannah says I love Bewitched and the Monst and the Munsters. Mm-hmm. Two 
awesome 1960s television shows. And hey, Savannah, go check out my website, uh, <laughs> 60s uh, emcpod.net slash 60s reboot. You can hear um, Randall's take on Bewitched. You can hear my buddy uh, Jerry the Gnome talk about the Munsters. Oh, you said <laughs> the Munsters was a Jerry episode, huh? Yes. <laughs> so, but you know what? As we dive into this, why don't you guys, you know, um, I want to hear what you guys thought about WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be more than happy to tell you what I thought about WandaVision. And since I'm kind of taking taking a little bit of the show over, I'm gonna, I want to hear from you guys first. What 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 did you think of WandaVision? Somebody, uh, other, somebody other than me jump in first. I will I will jump in, but please somebody else. How about how about this I, this, this guy right here? Oh, this guy. This All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I really dug it. Uh, I love how I love <laughs> I love how it's both. Um, it's both clearly a, a pastiche. It's clearly an homage to like those episodes. Particularly, it had the the bewitched vibe, which makes perfect sense because she's the Scarlet Witch. Um, but I, I just love how like Vision is still Vision, even though he's like set in the '60s and he's got a little bit of that '60s fl- uh, flavor to his character now. Um, where he's like, "Don't forget before you go to work," and he's like. Oh my hat! And she's like, "No, vision, your face is like, oh yeah, Vomp. and then turns into like a, like a human face kind of thing." Um, but I, I love how he's like, he's like at work, and he's like, "Yeah, but what do we do?" <laughs> he's like, yeah, "Man, you're really good at that. You're really filing those computations or whatever. You, you do a whole lot of that." And then he's like, "Yeah, but why? And what are they for? And what, what actually do we make?" And no one can answer the question because they're <laughs> in a television show and you never worry about that kind of stuff in, in like 60s television. You're just like, what's he do? So I don't know. I, I just love the whole vibe of it. It also had some cool like, um, I don't know, like Pleasantville kind of things that would just pop up towards the end of the second episode. Um, the whole magic show vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're sleeping in two separate beds and they have that whole thing where it's like, there's something special about today, but neither one of us know what it is. We just have a heart on the calendar and we don't know why. It's code. Yeah. I mean, just like just the bizarre antics and and then like, like how everything's going to fall apart, but also work out in the same way. And then there's like as fun and madcap as everything is, there's still this menacing thread throughout the whole thing where you're just like, mm-hmm. this is not, this is not okay. Something is really deeply wrong about all of this. I, I'm glad there's that menacing thread because that, especially the first episode, that's kind of what made, like I was entertained by it, but that's kind of what made it when it, the scene, that one scene where the guy starts like choking on his food got weird it got real weird and <laughs> real I, weird, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that aspect yeah you know you had mentioned earlier about twin peaks and i'm like when that happened it kind of gave me a little bit of that that twin peaks vibe yeah. it's like okay there is something underlying the subtext of the show you know and it, it's it gets you it, it does kind of get you there for a little bit what did you think melanie um i mean in Matt D voice, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I like it. I was really excited about it in the first place because I think both of those characters were like 
not used to their full potential at all in uh in the movies so so i'm excited that they have a chance to to do more and i love weird trippy stuff like this uh i'm looking forward to more weird trippy stuff like this um i obviously i have watched old shows um and which was one of my favorite too but but I wasn't like as into them maybe as a lot of people. Like I know Savannah, like she likes Witch and she likes Monsters and she likes I Love Lucy and everybody loves that kind of like I Love Lucy and stuff like that. I, I was never really down with it. Um, and I know I know I'm weird, but um, but I still liked I liked the little bits of this, like the separate beds and stuff like that, like the stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally that that you know kind of show um so it was fun uh but more 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 so i like the weird the weird is, is my thing cool and and i'm sure people listening to 60s reboot podcast know but like the whole thing with the the two separate beds in case anybody was confused about it is yeah back in the day they if they showed uh you know a, a couple's bedroom they couldn't show them they couldn't infer there's like inferring that they slept in the same bed that's too risque they had two separate beds there was no funny business going on with that married couple even though they were a married couple and honestly it wasn't until the brady bunch did you actually see a couple laying in bed together in the same bed really yeah um that was a big point about the Brady Bunch is that, hey, wait a minute, there's these, this family, you know, the mom and dad sleep together. Mm-hmm. All, the other, all the other 60 shows and everything, it was two separate beds. And you know what? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spouting out random, random 60s reboot. What you do, um, that's your show, TV man. Shows. But I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see this in, in WandaVision, but Leave It to Beaver almost didn't get aired the first time because of this one item that was shown in the, in the, in near the boys' room, and that was the bathroom. Because they showed the toilet, they almost didn't have the show go out on air. So I am having a feeling that since you know, WandaVision is is this ode to classic television shows, that every episode is going to be a little bit different. That I'm guessing that in the third episode, we're going to get a big reveal of their bathroom. You, you mm. think they'll do that? I mean, I think they're going to do that. Well, it's like Psycho was controversial for a few things, but one of them being the toilet they showed the toilet and it flushed and what it's like oh wait so the murder in the shower is fine but the toilet is what you guys are upset about okay wow um i'm sure the murder in the shower was shocking back then too Uh, but chocolates uh, chocolate syrup sales went through the roof it's crazy madness right you know and speaking of psycho and it being black and white um i have to say that I did a little research on, on how they did WandaVision and they actually um, they went back and, and, and hired Dick Van Dyke to do a lot of the, a lot of the, yeah. um, as a consultant. And so when you watch the black and white, these two episodes that are black and white, you know, they, 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 they went to Dick Van Dyke and said, Hey, you know, when you guys were making these shows, what, you know, what kind of cameras did you use? You know, what, what, what did the sets look like so that the, the, the blacks popped and the, and you had the true gray tones and right. we talked about how they first painted the vision and they used the old, they used the paint that they had in the movies, but because it was so 
so much different contrast that it didn't look right. So they actually gave him like a pink face, you know, so that yeah. he'd, he'd be, it would have more of a contrast. And it's just, it's kind of neat to see some of the, the background that they, they did put in the show to make it feel like it was set in the 1950s and 60s. That reminded me of a thing that they did. They did the, um, how commercials used to be built into the show. Like right. Oh yeah. Middle, where they right. literally stop the show. And then suddenly it's kind of into a commercial kind of thing. And it, it wasn't like that necessarily, but it, it, it was evocative of that. And then it would like every one of those commercials had like a little kind of Easter egg thing. There was like, Oh, it's stark radio or something like yeah. that. I enjoy oh, man. Like, oh sexist angle to especially like that first commercial <laughs> yeah was it the toaster i don't remember it was the toaster yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna mention that like it's it's funny that the sexism in in the 1960s man are you tired of your toast being burnt is your wife not toast the bread bright that is, i mean total freaking sexist you're not gonna see a commercial like that right in today's um television you better not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate the dedication to uh, because obviously you know i mean it's consulting like dick van dyke that's an interesting point because you would just kind of assume it's like well they can they've seen the shows they know what to do but it makes sense especially yeah they're shooting i'm assuming on modern cameras because it looks very it's interesting because it looks crystal clear but yeah the the gray tone is spot on the set is spot on like i appreciate the dedication to the format and the fact that i mean not that disney has to worry about anything they do with these characters at this point but the it's kind of ballsy to uh commit that hard and only really deviate from the premise once in that first episode they have that one weird bit where the guy chokes and otherwise it's pretty much straightforward I mean, it's obvious, obviously tongue in cheek, but it's played fairly straight with that format. Like they, they, they stuck to it. Yeah. And you know, it's you can see it between one and two. The 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 slow the slow transition as they as they move through the uh, through the the two episodes, the, the different eras. But there's you know, like you said, there's that that undertone point. And and I want to mention this with the with Paul's comment about how this whole thing might be all in Wanda's head um, mm-hmm. because in the second episode, you know, there's, there's, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but there's this, this phrase that pops in. And so you kind of get this idea that maybe she is control of the environment. And if she is, I got a feeling that at the end of the season, she's going to be a bad guy. Um, oh, if, you think? Yeah. I, I'm thinking so because just th- if this is all her feelings of, of vision, not being alive any, you know, gone her way of trying to cope and she comes out of this with the realization that the vision is gone i could definitely see a, a dark turn where she goes from being this superhero to a super villain and i think that would make an awesome you know lead into the next marvel phase if she if they t- make her turn from a superhero to a super villain you know a very sympathetic super villain i think that'd be you know a really awesome idea right i uh, know i think that yeah that would be good and that would make the character her character as they've established her in the movies like that would make her more interesting to me because i'm not super wild vision is interesting even though 
listen, they both came out of Age of Ultron, and that is, in my opinion, it's definitely the worst Avengers movie. And it's one of the lower <laughs> tier, in my opinion, just Marvel movies. I mean, we're not talking Thor 1 bad, okay? But it's down there because <laughs> their inclusion in the first place felt so unnatural and, and forced, or at least lazy, kind of mm-hmm. lazy. And... I mean, I get that's kind of the purpose of the movie, but the, it also felt like that was the purpose of the movie. We have to establish the next wave of heroes. We have to we have to bring in more characters. Oh, you know, Vision. Vision is a cool character, but like, I don't know. He's just like there. It's like okay, okay, and then he doesn't really have much to do until you know, except for hang out with her in for a couple of movies. Um, so, I mean, if anything, especially if they go villain with her. When the, introducing the twins, uh, that would be a pretty good. Uh, there's ample opportunity for uh, like a psychological break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably not too far from that, anyways. I mean, based on how the last Avengers movies kind of, you know, how Infinity War in particular ended, mm-hmm. um, she's dealing with some rage in uh, Endgame for sure. Uh, but here, like, we haven't seen her since Endgame. Like, how'd she even get here? Who knows? Uh, Paul points out it was forced because they left out her dad. I mean, maybe that's part of it. It's there just were a lot of things in Age of Ultron to me that felt like mandate, as opposed to like this is what the you know Joss Whedon or whoever wanted to do. And it's I would imagine like mandating in. Hey, here's two characters that we kind of have the rights to, except we don't really have the rights to like any of the stuff that really ties them into the Marvel universe (laughs) at the time. So, I mean, that's another thing though. They can start introducing that stuff through, through her at least for sure. Yeah. There are, I I do have a couple other, uh, other theories or opinions that I'm looking forward to seeing when the, when these next couple episodes come out. But um, yeah, the, the whole introducing her dad, at least for a comic book dad and the twins. I mean, that, those are some really cool concepts that, that I'm really hoping that they, they kind of try to focus on. And yeah. <laughs> the, and I think Melanie uh, agrees with me on this. I, the, the most fun in these first two episodes is the magic, uh, yeah. the magic show. Yeah. Oh yes. Where oh. they get to play off of drunk vision. <laughs> It, it, and you know it, it's it's kind of funny you should you should mention the magic show because did you guys see the Buffy uh, tie? Okay, all right. So is, is it? Is it's it? Dottie, the the character Dottie. She's played oh, yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's uh, Holly and I did. Um, Anya. Yeah, Anya. So and I'm like because I asked Melanie. I was like, is that? Wait, who's is that Cordelia? And she's like, no, that's somebody else. She's in this. And I was like, oh, it's Anya. Yeah, it's Anya. Now I, get, like, now I see it. It's like, okay, oh, man, well, I didn't that, know how she would be affected by rabbits. Does that mean that this this the entire MCU is another alternate universe of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yep. Because Anya oh, was Anya can cross dimensions. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, vengeance is happening. Exactly, GCU. <laughs> Bring in GCU on the MCU and the and the and the BVS. <laughs> yeah, Buffy, Buffy, it, it's canon now. 
<laughs> it's canon. And uh and uh the Mandalorian. Which is <laughs> <in> an episode. <laughs> he was yeah, he was an episode of Buffy. He didn't die. He he turned into a Mandalorian and went in a distant galaxy far far away long ago. So, <laughs> so shift the eyes for audio listeners. <laughs> so I don't I don't have much more to say about about WandaVision. Um except, you know, if you guys are watching this, when you're done with this, go watch it. It's it's really good. It's it's definitely an an homage to to some classic television shows. And then after you're done watching that, go to my show and listen to about about rebooting TV shows. What what do you think? Like nitpick this thing since you're the you're the you're kind of the expert, right? Okay. Uh, is there anything about it that you were like, mm, I don't know? Or I, I was wondering also, like casting, uh, like were there people that you were like, nah, that doesn't seem like a very good choice. They could have used somebody better. Um. Well, I'm gonna address the nitpick first. Yeah. I I didn't see a whole lot of nitpick, but. I did like how they kind of grabbed on to the, the 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 classic sitcoms from the fifties and sixties. Like the problems weren't that big, you know. Like the first episode, they talked about how they couldn't figure out what the date was. You know, it was a heart, like you said, a heart on a calendar, and neither one of them would be willing to come out and say, you know, I put the heart there, but I don't remember what it was about. You know, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> um it's 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 just it it's an clearly an homage to 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 that that feel and i i i've said that numerous times and i i I gotta say it's it's great i mean i like how they how they're doing that um as far as casting i i'm a big fan of of paul um the guy that plays vision i always screw up his last name um mr jennifer connelly uh, <laughs> is, he, is he married to Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, yeah. Or it is Paul Bethany, Bethany sure. isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. It's something Either like that. Bethany or Bethany or I, it's I, I I don't know. I'm not good at names. Bethany is better. It sounds like a nice. I thought it was uh, Bet to me. I like the H was almost silent, but like Bethany. Henry, it's Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a girl you went to high school with. But. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to know a girl named Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. Can I, can I, I'm sorry, if you're not done with that comment, uh, oh, by all means, I was going to say, can I jump in on Melanie's questions? Because I have two that are tied together, a nitpick and it has to do with casting, but it's not a complaint. Okay. It's very important that I state this is not a complaint. I like that. They did this. It's good. There were black people. Mm-hmm. And oh, this, right. this yeah. were an actual at least at this point, when it's starting to get into the seventies, that's a little bit different. Fifties and sixties TV shows, I guess not so much. The first episode, there weren't there weren't a lot of characters in the first episode, but I don't think we'd see black neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a difference. But I feel that is an obviously intentional and kind of important difference that they're like, yeah, let's let's not, you know, carry over the weird. Racism. racism of yeah. the period in TV. <laughs> the sexism's fine, get it, but yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, and I got sorry to just jump on the on the sexism thing. I got it. You, you can tell that they they did it as a joke 
because they yeah. they're, right. they're aware of it. Um, and as far as the racism thing, I think it's great that they that they're because I mean, like I said, it's it's they're taking every era of television, so it would make sense, particularly like you said in the second episode where they introduced the black neighbors and they have you know the one lady working with them in the magic show, apparently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. To, to back up your nitpick <laughs> yeah i mean i just wanted to point it out it's it's and it's not like a nitpick sounds like hey guys this isn't <laughs> like, it's good but yeah, yeah that is a difference that i spotted mm-hmm. uh, paul says if you watch tv in the 50s black people didn't exist well that's the thing and i think that's where i mean obviously there's other elements to it but i think that's where pointing out like they make light of but also point out the sexism whereas because it was so so overt and just like in the in the tv shows racism wasn't really a thing in the tv shows black people just didn't exist yeah back then you just didn't see them and so plus like you've you've got a more inclusive cast it's a little bit tougher to like then also do a little like jab like you can't really do that you can't do it yeah. like you like the sexist uh, commercials all right sorry i just you know those sjw randy popping up to point <laughs> out, hey let's get let's get uncomfortable let's be a bunch of a, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of bunch people of, talking about this that probably shouldn't a bunch of people from the midwest midwest white people talking about uh social justice issues <laughs> bunch of white people from the Midwest. Don't right. get me started. Don't get me started on those orange people. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to anymore. <laughs> kind of. Wow! Look at that. Looking forward. <laughs> Looking forward. Twenty twenty one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Real quick, to kind of to answer my own question a little bit with the casting thing. She was kind of annoying, but I really like the the lady they cast as the neighbor. The like, right. you know, the mm-hmm. one that keeps coming in and popping up. I mean, I like I like that actress anyway. Um, but she seems like like the nosy, uh, giving you inappropriate information. Maybe sometimes kind of neighbor. She seems like that to me. So I thought she was a really good choice for the casting. But yeah. agreed, agreed. It's you know. I love Lucy had like Ethel. Like there's always that neighbor that's mm-hmm. just nosy and like annoying and a little too forward. I agree, Melanie. She that lady is good casting for that. She plays it well and she looks the part. You know, and I, I gotta say I like how they kind of did a role reversal on it because typically it's the the main male's friend that always talks about, well, you know, my wife, well, my wife, and she's actually sitting there going, Well, you know, my husband Frank, he would never blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like I like how they did a little bit of a role reversal on that. Mm-hmm. I one thing I do want to mention is okay, so it's it's pretty strange as far as like the Disney Marvel stuff goes, but I'd seen some uh, some article, and I, I told Melanie this. I'd seen some article and I didn't read it because I wasn't interested. But the headline was something about you know basically Disney is they're at a point with their Marvel stuff where they can afford to be weird. It doesn't matter. They've won. Basically, they've won. They can be weird with WandaVision. Yeah. And I'm just like, you guys need to watch Legion. 
because this isn't yeah. like yeah as far as the marvel disney stuff it's it's a pretty out there concept especially since they stuck to it these first two episodes so strictly mm-hmm. man this ain't nothing compared to the weirdness of legion which technically disney i think owns now so uh i'm enjoying this mm-hmm. i like the creepy weird parts that it does but it that makes me wish they would go full bore legion weird because legion got super creepy and weird well that's what kind of that's kind of what i'm hoping for because i think wanda is the kind of character that can pull that off pretty easily you know what i mean if you know anything about these characters it's gonna get potentially really weird like they're already they're already hinting at characters like that that nosy next door neighbor is uh Mm -hmm. the She's like a witch that was burnt in the Salem witch trials or something like that. Oh, no, so like, she's a bigger deal than they're letting on right now. Right now she's playing that nosy neighbor. I'm curious to see how that character is going to evolve as time goes on. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, my show, I, I tend to, I tend to like recast for modern day audience, but this has already been, you know, cast and everything, but I haven't seen who directed these episodes, mm-hmm. um, but to kind of really accentuate the weird thing and, and to go back to Twin Peaks, I think it would be really cool if the last two episodes were directed by David Lynch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how oh, crazy, insane, dark would this get? I was going to say Disney does not have the, but David Lynch has made a movie for Disney. It is one of the most like conventional David Lynch movies, but he made a straight story and that is a Disney movie. So he's worked with them before. Um, they have the money. They could pay him. Throw him enough money, I'm sure he'll do it. I'm glad you called, you mentioned Twin Peaks and Pleasantville. Because the first episode, uh, Twin Peaks not super hard, but it does have that, like, when that guy's choking, it gets weird in a very, like, fever dream way with uh, how Kitty, I don't know her actual name, but she plays, <laughs> Kate the, you know, she was Kitty in the 70s show. That 70s show. Oh, yeah. Or just repeating that line over and over. Like, it's kind of fever dreamy and very strange. I was like, whoa. And then, yeah, episode two, super Pleasantville. Like, the color, black and white thing. Um, But it looks really good. Of course, now they can, it's easier to do now. I think at Pleasantville, it was still like, they had to do some very interesting trickery to make it work. And now it's like, we get computers, of course. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad you mentioned those two. Because, yeah, they those those things both popped in my mind watching these and anytime I'm watching a Disney show and Pleasantville or Twin Peaks pops into mind, right? Not a bad experience. So there's one last tangent I want to go off on and uh, it has to do a lot with the second episode. You seen a helicopter that was in color and she like picks it up and she looks at it. Mm-hmm. There was like an icon on the helicopter, but I couldn't quite determine what it is. Did anyone else kind of see that? Any idea? Did it have the sword icon on it? Yeah, like a sword icon. I wasn't sure what that. Was it? I don't know. I, yeah. I can't say for a fact what what I saw, but I know that the sword icon is plainly visible. Um, like in that one little cutoff scene where they're actually watching the WandaVision show. Okay. Like it's on their field notebook. Like it's right there on their notebook that it's this sword logo. It's like ah, oh, sword. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh, the that's like the outer space division of Shield, essentially. Okay. If you're not familiar with what Sword is, right? They're kind of like the Watchtower of the uh, of the MCU, you know, that's like right. how DC had their Moon Base or whatever. 
their satellite. It's so funny. I was looking it up. I found an. I finally found an article and was reading it right as you were saying what it was. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesse knows. Jesse's got this stuff. <laughs> well, thanks. This was fun. Yeah, we were hey. kind of talking about comic books tonight. I know. Bit. I haven't looked at. I I've seen. I'm of course you know on YouTube or whatever. These videos popped up pop up for anything, but I was curious, but not enough to click the video yet. I probably will later. Um, there's been a few of those, like, you know, all the Easter eggs. And apparently there are some, a lot of pretty deep Easter eggs in both these episodes, which I bet, I bet like these seem, it seems like the kind of show where they I do. saw just a TikTok because they're super, super short, um, that just broke down the Easter eggs in the animated bewitch style opening for the second episode. And there's quite a few in there. I was like, Oh, I wouldn't have caught all of those. I caught a few of them, but I, I there's no way I would have got them all. Yeah, Paul says um, in the comments, he says they're supposed to be building towards sword and shield. So, fingers crossed. Shrug, fingers crossed. And uh, he said, read House of M. I mean, if they go a House of M route, that's obviously how they'll bring in the X-Men. Right. Somehow. I mean, yeah. They can both bring them in and destroy. They can just bring them and just make them disappear, too, I guess. <laughs> be like, no more mutants. And be like, what? No more what's? <laughs> okay mutants and people are like oh <laughs> okay mutants it's like okay boomer <laughs> okay mutants and then she kills a fox and everybody's like what's going on I see what you did there oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I want Disney to get real meta with it <laughs> I just saw I just saw a mouse pay a fox and then <laughs> <laughs> and then the mouse killed the fox, and then an they alien had came the out. Of it. Dog. Oh, 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 they had him kill the fox. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the hound dog morphs into an alien and busts out of its chest and runs across and says, "I'm a Disney princess." <laughs> it's and actually mistake. Mistake killed the fox. <laughs> Does the fox say now? <laughs> Whatever we want it to. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this wonderful amalgam of the Grolix podcast and 60s Reboot podcast. Uh, you can hear more of our show at uh, your favorite podcast catchers as well as at the MC or uh, the emc.pod.net forward slash 60s Reboot. The, it's over at the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Thank you for listening and have yourself a wonderful evening or day or afternoon or tea break, whatever time it is right now. Well, I wasn't exactly sure how to do it either. <laughs> so, well, it could just um, be a discussion. Either way, yeah. I'm going to hand it over to you so you can do your your intro. Why? Why are we doing that? Why would we give Maddie D our show? It feels I like mean, there's a reason. 